Welcome to The Coaching Podcast with your hosts, Emma Doyle and Simon Blair, coach for success in sport and business. Hello and welcome to The Coaching Podcast. I'm Emma Doyle here with Scott Draper. Thank you so much for uh, meeting with me. You're certainly at a, in a position in your life where I'm looking forward to transitioning into. So thanks for making the time. Uh, first question is anchovies on a pizza. You either love it or you strongly dislike it. What, what's your take there? I'm not a big fan of anchovies. Um, a little bit strong for my liking. Yeah. Uh, I do like uh, I do like a bit of spice, but anchovies probably takes it to another level. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. Realm it is in. <laughs> I'm with you there. So, um, because you answered that way, could you share for our listeners uh, a coaching moment that didn't go so well, either 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 as a player or as a coach yourself? Yeah, probably reflecting on one experience, and you know, won't mention you know names yeah. etc. But um, this example is one whereby uh, obviously my intent was was in the right place. Like you're trying to help, you're trying to do the right thing by this this person. And I'd probably put it into two categories. One is I probably tried to um, influence them then too quickly. So, you know, when you want to get the most out of people and you're so passionate about that, sometimes you can push the envelope mm-hmm. a little too quickly um, and probably haven't given them enough time to kind of absorb really what you're saying mm-hmm. and what it means for them. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes you can, you know, sort of foresee what that road might look like for them and they haven't quite got there yet and you're trying to push that too much for them, which is, again, probably not putting yourself in their shoes, not being empathetic to where they're at and what their needs are. Um, so that's certainly one experience that I look back on and go, I wish I had, you know, that experience over again. Thank you. Uh, the second question is the sliding doors question. Yeah, look, there's many and it's something I'm actually quite passionate about and there's a, there's a guy by the, by the name of Bob Dick who is a well-known facilitator in Queensland. He's written you know, many books on, you know, in the facilitation space. Okay. He's got a thing called turning points, which mm-hmm. is the same kind of thing, sliding doors. So when you look back over your life, what are some of those turning points in your life that really shaped who you are today? And I think that process is a wonderful process to go mm-hmm. through. And I look back over my life and there's some real key things that um, have influenced why I love to do the work I do. So I'll probably give you three quick examples. One is I had obsessive compulsive disorder when I was in my teens. So I had a mental health challenge and um, you know, that was really difficult and obviously a long story, but the the turning point was that I realized I was a, I was a young or an adolescent trying to become a professional tennis player and I was placing far too much of my self-worth on outcomes. And I think, that kind of um, mindset was impacting the way I was living my life on a day-to-day basis, put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think that's where the obsessiveness mm-hmm. kind of was driven from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, I've always since that time become more passionate about the process of trying to, you know, increase the probability of success rather than thinking just about the outcomes. Mm-hmm. That was a huge kind of influential shift. moment and shift mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, probably losing my first wife, Kelly, to, to um, cystic fibrosis. And the turning point for me there is that um, uh, I've got a mantra now about having a crack. You know, life's on the dress rehearsal and she lived life that way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always determined to um, choose a path that I'm motivated and passionate about and really give it my all. Mm-hmm. Huge turning point. Um, and probably lastly, I think just the amount of failures that sport brings you. And I think you can reframe for me, there's only one type of failure and that's probably that if you don't give your best efforts, that's the, that's the stuff that stings and you go to bed at night, you put it head on the pillow, irrespective of what's transpired that day. If you've given it your all, I think there's a genuine peace in yourself. And so there's only one type of failure, not giving, giving it your all. Yeah. 
um, and how that's kind of influenced me today is that I just like to help people. You know, I believe we are um, capable of extraordinary things and I think it's our our own inner critic at times that is that strong and our belief in ourselves is limited or limiting us to believe that we are capable of doing whatever we want mm. or want life to be. Mm. We just need the, the impetus, the courage to kind of take that first step. Mm. Mm. I love that that quote, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Yeah. The greatest yeah, fear of powerful beyond measure. measure. Yeah, exactly. Um, in one to a maximum of three words, mm. and this is my favourite coaching question in mm. the world, uh, what do you think makes a great coach? Um, listening, so being an active listener, um, being really empathetic, so listening, empathy, and um, I'd say the last is being insightful, which I think you have to ask great questions that's going to extract more out of mm. um, the other person. So the first three things that come to mind, empathy, mm-hmm. listener, and insightful. Insightful, mm. yeah, unlocking that potential mm. in someone. That's mm. brilliant. Thank mm. you. Thank you. And finally, our last question is where we ask you to ask us a question. What sparks Scott Draper's curiosity? I think I am always interested in this notion of continuous improvement. So, always been there, still is there. It's something that's living um, loudly in me. And obviously, we could, we could, um, think about that and reflect on that question alone. But um, uh, so I think that kind of wanting to improve, I'm always um, interested in learning more. And I think that, you know, to do that, you obviously got to have an open mindset about where you're at and really um, taking the time to spend time on yourself mm-hmm. and, and better yourself. So I think in the frame of, of coaching, I suppose, how, how, do we, how do we get people to the point where their mindset is ready to learn mm-hmm. because the greatest people that I've ever worked with are the ones that are thirsty to learn and get better. And when that isn't there, that becomes quite a blocker for change. And I think as I suppose my question to, to you is how do we best get people to the point where their mindset is completely open to change and learning? Yeah. Over my question. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, uh, Scott. No pleasure, Emma. Thanks for having me. Hello and welcome to the Coaching Podcast. I'm Emma Doyle here with Mark Draper. Mark, uh, pleasure to travel with you last year, get to know you better. And uh, of course, here we are in uh, beautiful, sunny Queensland. We'll get started straight away. The first question is anchovies on a pizza. You either love them <laughs> or you <laughs> strongly dislike them. What's your take? I'd probably say strongly dislike them. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm more of a Hawaiian or a you know, yeah. garlic cheesy pizza. So keep it simple for me, Emma. And, okay. and yeah, I'm Okay, because you answered that way, the follow-up question then is, could you share with us your worst coaching moment? Look, it's uh, it's tough off the top of my head, but I, I had a bit of a rough day. You, you mentioned that we were together in Budapest last year for the Junior Davis Cup, and um, even though on, on a, a lot of fronts I had a great experience uh, in 2013 at the previous uh, Junior Davis Cup, um, the day that we lost um, lost in the semifinals to Korea, there was a few things that went on on the court and off the court with, with the boys, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Boys will be boys sometimes, and uh, yeah. yeah, there was a few behavioural issues that um, yeah. made it a little bit of a rough day and uh, a yeah. long day. So, yeah. you know, I won't get any details, but that was just a little bit of a, a tough day at the office. Yeah, and what were the what's the lessons for our listeners? Like when you are in that in that trench of that worst moment, what what might be some of the reflection lessons? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you you're trying to um, you know, remain as calm as possible without flying off the handle to show, um, you know, a level of appropriate behaviour mm-hmm. under adversity. But um, mm-hmm. at the same time, 
you know, try to get the boys to to understand consequences of their behaviours, um, yeah. find some learnings in it, and um, yeah. you know, hopefully they they come out the other side uh, yeah. better for it. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, your best coaching moment. So, and what might be the lessons there? Does, does one spring to mind? I'm it, sure it, you have many. it was a real honour to um, to get the call up um, when Leighton pulled out of the Olympics, just to um, you know, I suppose represent Australia and and, mm-hmm. and be a part of it uh, over there in Rio and mm-hmm. be a part of the whole. Um, uh, opening ceremony and just a, oh, wow. a part of the Olympic Games. So, um, you know, yeah. just, just being amongst the crew over there. And at the time I was working with, with John and, and he had a, a really decisive win. For, I think it was the first time mm-hmm. anyone had won love and love in the first round of the Olympics or in any match in the Olympics. So yeah. just just basically the whole experience there was, was yeah. kind of cool and uh, yeah. just basically a real honour to be a part of it. Yeah, awesome. The next question is the sliding doors question. Yeah, look, I, I was I was probably at the crossroads a little bit um, when I was about 27 or 28 and I... I kind of finished playing pro tennis and you know my heart wasn't really in it anymore and um, had a couple of little injury problems here and there and yeah I wasn't really sure whether I wanted to continue on the coaching path or um, I did roll in like a sports psych degree and mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking about doing that and then I was just doing a little bit of um, work with Jeff Masters at the QAS and I got yeah. an opportunity to, to go and work with um, with a player in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really 100% open to it at the time, but then, um, you know, I got to meet him, got to meet the, the, the family and, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity for oh, me. Wow. So I went and I went and lived 18 months over there. And oh, wow. yeah, that kind of, you know, I suppose uh, gave me the, the passion to keep going, you know, in, yep. in, in the coaching field. Yep. Same um, in the and then I kind of mm-hmm. stayed in there and, you know, started to work with a few tour players and did my own mm-hmm. thing on the coast. And yeah, but yeah, up until that point, I, I wasn't hundred percent sure if, I, if that was the, the path I wanted to go down. Cool. In one tour maximum of three words, what do you think makes a great coach? That's a very tricky question. Um, three words, consistency. Um, I think it's important to, um, to know what you stand for and 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 turn up every day and, and the players know what they're going to get from yep. you yep. authenticity i think uh, you you don't want to try to be something that you're not um obviously obviously you want to learn all the time uh you know how to how to become a better coach but at the same time working with who you are and and, and what you what you stand for and probably patience you know because it, it is it can be trying you know like you're, you're going to get tested on a lot of fronts um you know, a, a lot of teenage players you work with, they're, they're trying to find themselves as well. So um, just trying to turn up every day and, and, and be understanding of that and be patient because, uh, yeah, you will have your challenges. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And finally, our last question is where we ask you to ask us a question. What sparks your curiosity? I actually, I like to know a bit more when I talk to other coaches who are in the um, team sports, because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we, we being mainly in the individual sport, um, I, I have a lot of admiration for how coaches in team sports actually work the whole chemistry of, of, of a team and, and, and how they go about managing that because, you know, like obviously you're going to get some decent sized egos in, in teams and, and, and how you, how you, and they're often your stars. And so how you balance that out with the, the rest of the team. So yeah, just, just um, I suppose having those conversations about the management of, mm. of, coaching those situations yeah fantastic well thank you so much for being on the show we really appreciate it the coaching podcast was brought to you by emma doyle and simon blair 